Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And it is still Halloween town going on in these parts. <laughs> and uh, this week was my pick on the pod. And so I picked a spooky witch movie. Which movie was it? It was <laughs> it was the 1987 Witches of Eastwick, starring a very dynamic cast of folks that we'll get into in a little bit. But um, I couldn't help, but I had to go back to our favorite holiday introducer. Um, he's still holding a little bit of grudge against us as, as to our comments about Hocus Pocus. So I don't know if, uh, I don't know how this is going to go today. I might, my friendship <laughs> might be over with Jesse S. Can I go into this intro with Jesse S as just self-identifying as the lone for realer of Hocus Pocus? You just want to like make sure Jesse remembers that. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's out of fear. He has dartboards of Phil oh, and I. Yeah, I'm sure. And um, I'm worried about how this is going to go today. Um, Jesse S., coming to us live from a car. Um, take it away, <laughs> Jesse S. Hello, Is It For Real podcast. It's friend of the pod, Jesse, coming back at you again with another tale of a redheaded witch, a blonde witch, and a brunette witch. It is not Hocus Pocus. I have not forgiven you for that. It is The Witches of Eastwick, and it's one of my favorite witch films, especially of that time um, in the late 80s. Of just you now, these movies that play on TNT every single weekend. This movie is playing somewhere right now, and I, I just grew up loving it and really enjoying it, and just I loved Cher so much, and loved Susan Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer being uh, every gay person's top uh, Catwoman, second baby only to Eartha Kitt, and then the third one would be Julie Noir. There's no um, mixing it up. It's, it's just gay science, all think that way. Um, but this movie is so good about these three women who feel like ostracized and not empowered in any way. These are three creative women living in this town full of religious zealots and, and uh, people who are bearing about uh, their lives. And they find each other through all this, and it's this really great story of uh, friendship with these three women that gets tested by the devil um, a little bit, but they still end up coming together, and I think it's a really great lesson through all that. But... Um, I just really love this movie. I really love these three characters, and I love their uh, journey throughout. Um, I rewatched it just recently, and some there's some things in there I might not uh, love Jack Nicholson in general, but um, other, but just these three women come out on top at the end, and um, I love it so much. I hope you do too. Nice. nice. I know. I mean, we should say it's interesting because when I was reading the facts about this movie, it did say that it set the stage for other like three witches films like Hocus Pocus or The Craft or Charmed. And certainly Hocus Pocus has like kind of like the blonde brunette red hair right. thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jesse mentioned something about gay science um, yeah. as it relates to mm-hmm. cat, cat women. Cat yeah. Women. yeah. Um, so I just want to I just want to say gay science is real. And um, yeah. this podcast does endorse gay science. Yes. So we feel really strongly about that. <laughs> Um, I, I, let's get into our levels. I picked this movie because there was a sort of a list of 80s 
Halloween-esque movies. I was including She-Devil in that list, which I, mm -hmm. I've learned is not really a Halloween movie. Mm. But it was The Witches of Eastwick and She-Devil and Death Becomes Her that are these movies I've never seen before. Mm. So we settled on this one, and my level is going to be, wait, what? Because <laughs> I said that at least... 300 times while watching this movie because I kind of thought I knew what this movie was about. I thought it was going to be a muck, a muck, a muck. I thought it was going to be silly, willy, billy. It was a, a fuck, a fuck, a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And while I was watching it, I was confused and overwhelmed. And I was on a whole like polygamous journey. I didn't know I was going to be on. And uh, so, yeah, I just, um, I gotta say, wait, what? That's my level. <laughs> um, it's a good level. I'll make mine um, the craft because I, I've never seen this movie. I knew, and I knew it was a movie because there is a line in the craft which has you know Nev Campbell and Robin Tunney and Faruja Bulk, right, and Skeet yeah. Ulrich among other people. It's actually quite a quite, quite a cast as well. Which that movie scared the crap out of me as a kid. But like yeah. at some point, Skeet Ulrich like is like. She refers to the three witches in, or the three women in class, and he's like the witches of Eastwick. Like he, they call oh. these three witches mm. the witches of Eastwick, and I didn't know. I think my parents had to fill me in of like what that was because it. Right. I totally. I really had no idea who was in this movie before like um, we were going to do it for the pod. So like that was the only thing I knew that it was like the witches of Eastwick was a phrase and a movie. <laughs> hmm. So this is the first time for me. Yeah, my levels going to be the cherry pits um that mm. visually had like the scene and i thought i had seen this movie until i like popped it and started watching it and just like nope this is all fresh and new to me i think mm. i definitely got some of it confused with death becomes her mm. yeah because uh, like oh you know it's like three these three women and bruce willis and then nora was like yeah he's not in this movie <laughs> um <laughs> i was also under the impression in my brain, because I thought I'd seen it before, that this was a completely different movie and a little bit more of a, a scamp um, than it right. is. It was uh, it was fresh. <laughs> it was fresh so to say, fresh. yeah. Because it's not, not a scamp. I mean, we'll get into it. The tone of yeah. this movie, it's really hard to... It's it, so hard to Annie, understand the tone of I, this movie. Annie, I see you watched part of it with me, and like she was worried to watch it because she thought it was going to be really scary. And when I was looking it up, of course, like what comes up... Actually, fun fact, uh, it comes up as like... The way, the way you can search for that is like, could you show it to kids? And like, I guess in the Netherlands, it gets like a 12, <laughs> 12 and older rating. Sure. And in the UK, it's 18 and older. Oh. Um um but all of it was about like the sex it wasn't about there was no like nothing online said about like scary or like the tonal stuff so yeah. i just assumed it was a comedy like a sex comedy in looking it up yeah but although anyway, thought, it was just really weird i thought it was too when i was looking it up before but then when i put it on prime it said horror was like the category and my yeah. classmate was like yeah well like but you could call anything that and we looked down at the craft because it was right below it and it was like it was like a coming of age story or something. That's like, misleading. I was well, I don't know what it said, but I was yeah. like, this one says horror. Like, is right. this gonna be really scary? Right. I thought it was gonna be more like Beetlejuice. That's yeah. kind of what I told right. Annie it was. And then we were watching it, and I'm like, hmm, 
I did have a medical corner question, so I hope she stayed awake long enough so I could ask my medical corner question. Well, maybe I'll text her. You want to ask now, and I can see if I can well, get it's, by the it's end about, of the podcast. Well, it's about um, when you, you break a cherry, bone. Does it go into someone else's body? No, it's about if you break a bone, does bone marrow make you crazy? That was <laughs> oh, my yeah. question. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to ask that, too. She was she was upstairs by that point, so she didn't okay. watch a lot. Well, maybe just... I'd love that's I'd like to phone in a question for later Got if it. she could answer it. Um so we like we said, we have this amazing cast. We have Jack Nicholson, Cher, Susan Sarandon, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, which again, I don't remember that I it's like such a despairing they're like to me, all of these people live on different planets of movies and but yet they're all like very well known people in movies. I don't know. Yeah. To me, I was just like sort of like, huh, this is interesting. They're all like a little bit of share and i you know share definitely starts with the biggest hair um in this movie but she doesn't end with it no <laughs> and i guess in sort of pre-production there was some jostling of roles because i think mm. susan sarandon originally had that role mm. but then share wanted it um and then there were some other people that were mm-hmm. in for the the different roles i think um it's like daryl hannah objected um, on like ethical Kim Cattrall. Uh, Kim Cattrall. Uh, they wanted Bill Murray possibly for um, the Jack Daryl Nicholson. Van Horn. And the guy from last week, what is his name? The Dutch actor who played the vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh, oh um, shit. Um, I'm ben blanking Halston. on his name. Uh, Houston or no. something? Blade Runner. I'll, I'll look it yeah. up. Um, he, he was lobbying hard for the Jack Nicholson role, which I kind of wow. could see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, so this movie I thought took place in like New England, but I guess it's New York. Where does it take place? Where is it? It's Massachusetts. Well, they filmed it in Massachusetts. That was the vibe I was getting. Well, I me too. Yeah. But then, like the car that Jack Nicholson is in has a New York license plate on it. Mm. But well, I, I he's assume... from New York. They yeah. talk about he's from New York. Oh, he's the devil yeah. from New York, the big yeah. city. Got it. Got it. Got it. It had okay. some. This movie had some devil's advocate vibes to it. If you all have seen that gem <laughs> mm-hmm. of a film, I thought you meant like literally advocating for the devil. That a little bit, right? <laughs> but no, like the movie with Al Pacino and Charlie Theron and oh. wild, a okay. wild ride. Um, all right, but it kind of had a bit of it. Yeah. There. Right. So we kind of get introduced to the town. It's very idyllic. Very beautiful New England town and we get to meet each woman um and and see their roles in the town so Cher is like this pottery <laughs> mom just busting out little buddhas busting uh, out like little big tummied that, and apparently aren't selling but she's continuing to make <laughs> yeah. make them and mass I know. and how does one have such a livelihood it I mean I I one of my hummers is her home just oh like oh my god so cool all i like the whole town really is a hummer mm-hmm. for me in terms of the what it looks like but just that floaty kind of it's not it's not a boat but it, it looks like a boat um where she lives yeah it's and kind the, of on stilts it's like over the water yeah. yeah and she has a daughter now we do learn later like what where the men because this is about men and their relationships like where they all went um and i guess she's no, she's not a widow. Did she? Is she the widow? Shares the widow. Yes. Oh, shares yes. the widow. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer has a thousand children. Six she's the children. woman in the shoe. I thought it was five. Six? Six. Somebody, Cher says five, and then she corrects her as six. I counted. Oh, gotcha. I counted in the beginning because they're also all the same age. So, yeah. yeah. Like, they, she might have triplets. some triplets. 
No, there's yeah. a triplets and the actors are triplets. Like oh, triplets. I didn't see. I didn't yeah. know that. Interesting. Wow. It's wild. And they're yeah. all, they all look exactly the same. Yeah. Well, there's one that looks a little different. Like the older one, like yeah. brown hair. Yeah. yeah. Just brown hair. Yeah. And her husband just left her. I think That's, so. Yeah. She's yeah. got left with six children. <laughs> and um, they're they're celebrating eventually because um Susan Sarandon, Jane Spotford Divine. Divine? Another hyphenated uh name. Oh no, I wrote divorce. Just kidding. Jane <laughs> Spofford st- <laughs> Jane Spofford, not to be confused with other names that sound similar. Um, she is now getting divorced. And yeah, it's like her final. Yeah, he looks so young to me in this movie, especially when her hair's pulled back in that little braid to start. Well, and she's kind of—I mean, she has just a total personality change in this film. Yeah, yeah. you don't. Yeah. She just goes from like you know, it's like this like Meek ugly little duckling mouse. thing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's yeah. weird to think of Cher in that role, and then Susan Sarandon. Like, yeah. I do think it was a good switch. Like, I can't really imagine it the other way. Yeah, I know. Maybe Susan Sarandon could have played. I just I, right. I don't think I think, I think so. I've seen her play sort of that bossy pants role, yeah. you know, independent. Yeah. Well, we're at um, school and we meet creepy Walter, who's like the principal or is he just like a creepy male town? I think principal. Yeah. My yeah, couchmate was like, oh, that guy's going to get witched so hard in this movie. And I was like, yeah, like 100%. But he doesn't, right? No, no he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he just gets his of... speech ruined a little bit, but that's yeah. about all the come yeah, up and see I assumed it. that like he was going to be like, I don't know. It seemed like either lean in more into it or don't have him do that at all. Like it just was weird that he... I, I guess he was right. I think he's just setting the tone of like this um, world Puritan town worldview of like divorce is ruining us. It, the good old days are gone. We need to get back to the good old days. But he seems specifically intense about it and was a sexual harasser. And like the movie right. clearly was, you know, um, calling that out. So it was weird that he didn't get any comeuppance at all. Yeah, yeah. that's what I and- mean. I thought he should have had some comeuppance. And I mean, this is based on a book by John Updike, which right. I've read like one of his books. He doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much this sort of morality evaluation of men and I don't know, a lot of gray air. It just, it doesn't. Oh, did do a man for- write and direct this film? <laughs> yeah, well, tell. a different man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Although, mean, it's just, it's just interesting. I'm like, whoa. Anyway, go ahead. But also, I mean, the director of this is George Miller. So I Mad know. Max. Right. Um, I know. Movies. I know. Um, yeah. So it's a weird combo. But I, I think you can definitely see the the Updike and the George Miller bleeding through a lot in this totally. movie. And yeah. It's an interesting um, <laughs> taste on the palate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when it's also trying to be some sort of like feminist, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's just like missing it by so much. I don't know. It's kind mm-hmm. of like it seems like it seems like a movie that was directed or written by somebody who um, lives life as a man and then took a class on feminism in college and halfway through that class started writing <laughs> that's my take on john i need to be heard yeah Yeah. i have feelings i i understand things yeah well walter is doing a big speech in front of the town and the three women are seemingly connected somehow they're like all annoyed equally or bothered and then they incite all, a thunderstorm. Yeah, they're all kind of wishing for a storm at the same time to get him to shut up because of the whole. Although, also in this scene, 
everyone's wishing for a thunderstorm. Right. Like it's no true. one's no one's enjoying this speech except for that dude. And maybe Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. poor felicia oh my god poor, Hi, felicia. poor felicia i know what a role to play to be yeah felicia. i was thinking about that sometimes you know you don't think about that a lot but i'm like wow like yeah. this role like would be really like this woman has, is being asked to do a lot well <laughs> yes. and at first i thought it was the actress who was nurse ratchet i'm blanking on her real name um oh, but yes. from one flew I over the cuckoo's remember. nest yeah i looked it up it's she she was in Alien, mm-hmm. um, which she has sort of a very same terrified face throughout <laughs> that as she did in this. And she's uh, not like it, she really gives it a hundred percent. Like she doesn't have a lot of vanity in her performance at all. She's nope, just like fully yes. committed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I guess I think she's a British actress. And I guess I was reading because they did do a was it a two thousand and nine? They did a series based on this. They also did a musical, which apparently is a successful musical in the West End. Huh. Um hmm. But they How? at the East um, End, maybe. Oh yeah, no. nice. <laughs> I was like, oh god. Um, <laughs> no, I listen to some of the song because it'll come up if I'm doing like Broadway Shuffle, and I'm like, which is the Beastwick? Um, but uh, yeah, she was the only returning cast member for the series that happened years later. I, I wow. I, yeah, I didn't look it up. I'm, I'm, she's probably not the same role. Maybe she is. I don't know. Well, um, yeah. I think she should have top billing in this movie, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> she really should. She's yeah. being asked to do the most, for sure. Yeah. So the three women all go to Cher's house on this, like, Thursday ritual they have. And my question, one of my first questions is, where are all of Michelle Pfeiffer's children? Um, I thought about that, too. Well, there's continuously. this woman. There's this woman that's around a lot. Like, is it, yeah. Cher's, is it Cher's daughter? daughter? Yeah, but... I assume Cher's daughter is always babysitting, and Ooh. that's a way to get yeah. rid of all their kids in one fell swoop. Okay. Well, poor Cher's daughter. That's a bummer yeah. for her um, to, like, just be this, like, w- already being somebody else's mother before she can even not be a teenager anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that mean, they can get together. Gay, and... gay science. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of get to it eventually. Like, I, I guess I have questions about, is it, are they all, are they a, a quadruple? Like, are they all having sex with each other eventually in that mansion? I don't but think like, so. I think there, it is an interesting, before that happens, it's just like such a straight movie because like, there's just no even, like you all are already in a relationship together, like just. Have yeah. sex well, together. Just do anything, whatever. <laughs> I also feel that we'll get to it later. I feel there's a reel of this movie that just was lost. It's just yeah. right. There's, there's a yeah. jump, and it's like, wait, what? What just there's happened? There's a whole chunk of this movie missing. Yeah, where like right. the town knows something that's happening, and you're like, how? We and don't. What? <laughs> we don't know. As <laughs> omniscient watchers, I haven't seen any of this. How does Ethel? I don't from even think these Street women know, know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. They're no, like the last to know anything. I hear yeah. you, Katie. We can get into it more, but I I do think that's why I said polygamy, because it felt a little bit more like they were sister wives. Sister wives, yeah. To yeah, but like versus like a polyamorous yeah. relationship in which they were all taking care of each other. Um it was but just it f- a bummer. It's like they get together every Thursday night and complain how there's like no man in their life. And they're like three beautiful like just yeah. do it. Just try it out. <laughs> <laughs> just for like one of those you're Thursdays, already you know? making like buddha women sculptures you're already like, there are you already there you're already, you're already there you, you already are wearing you're yeah. doing the hard doing it. it yeah yeah 
<laughs> um, so they get like super drunk and they're dreaming up this man. Perfect who, guy. But he's not, or he is like the thing. This I is very practical magic y, right? Did they give you flashbacks to practical magic? He has to have one black brown eye and one blue eye. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays the trumpet perfectly <laughs> but not too perfect but not yes too perfectly perfect. his it was penis like really... is not too big but perfectly. oh right medium. i mean i was thinking what was this film in 87 because it was before 87 before batman which was interesting yep. because like you're like whoa jack nicholson is definitely like this is his draft for the joker mm-hmm. um oh but... yeah but isn't this just like the shining also like when when did that come out when was that <laughs> That was earlier. Because that feels very here's Johnny to me. Yeah. And everything he did, I was like, it's leading into each other. I mean, but yeah, it, he has. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say for 87, I mean, like, you seldom, like, it's a lot of Frank talk about anatomy and sex. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you like, truly for 87, and I can see where, like, Daryl Hannah didn't want to do it for quote unquote ethical reasons. Yeah. I'm sure it was the script. And I thought that part was yeah. kind of fine. Like, I, I liked that part. It just felt like I wasn't sure right. what else was going on. <laughs> lean it. Like, if he says, I like to eat pussy after lunch, it's like, well, just lean in deeper then. Like, how, what are we yeah. talking about here? Like, right. how? Oh, is that are... why he says they were having fish? That's my question. Because he says they're having fish, but then they eat a duck. There was a lot of things oh, on the table. There was yeah, fish. There was a fish. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Um, so they dream up this guy, but and and they're sort of like, but I don't know why they are just dreaming of one of them. One. So what are you supposed to do could, with that anyway? Yeah. But again, because I, I do watch, I think I've mentioned this. I am a sister wives fan, and mm. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in that just because I'm curious. There's a lot of women, or at least at the beginning, before they have all broken up, they would say like, I don't want just the man. I want this this like family. And Coven, it sounds if like you will. Right, that these women wanted family too, like that they didn't mind to share one man. But they already had that because they were I like, know. I know, and it's better without him. Yeah, they didn't have a mansion. Um, True. I got really Haunted confused. Mansion. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was a realtor because that mm-hmm. next scene, she's like talking about real estate, and I was so. But then it took me a minute. I had to rewind to realize that she's a newspaper reporter, journalist. Yeah, journalist. Um, and everybody's talking about the Lennox mansion, mm-hmm. which has been sold to somebody that nobody's, they can remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> which is an interesting, they dropped that pretty quick. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I figured the whole time. And I also thought it was like the devil, right? They're like, it's a D and an L and like, they're like the devil. Um, but <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool the way they did it. And then they all remembered at the same time, like Daryl Van, <laughs> just like yeah. the stupidest name. It's like, okay. Daryl Van Horn. <laughs> Daryl with a Y. <laughs> Daryl, like, yeah. Like, Daryl? Okay. Daryl. Daryl, what are you doing buying Darryl, mansions again? Is, is Daryl because it's almost devil? Like, is that the deal? May, uh, I Maybe. Is he the devil? That's my second question. Yeah, a I think devil so. or at the very least a demon. I a think demon. he's the devil, he's though. from hell. He's my couchmate's question was, did this Daryl already exist and he was summoned or did was he created out of scratch like because of the women and are they witches i don't know if we know i don't know if we know my impression is that they had some power and he either was able to sort of give them more but also feed off of them in a way or he was just sort of doing it for fun and by that gave them power Mm. but i think he sort of existed and then they sort of opened the door 
him. I wonder yeah. what it said in the book, frankly. I feel I like this is one of those instances where like the book oh. said something specific and then when they made the movie they were like, people will get it. And you're like, they were? No. Uh, Once again, facts... that, that could be one of y'all's assignments because I'm not uh, any more. No, well, one not of the facts it. was is that he it, sorry, that in the I can't remember. He wasn't a demon in the book. He was a something else. Centaur. I'll look it up because it was okay. one of the IMDb facts. And there's something different about this Daryl guy. <laughs> That's it. It was something <laughs> like he's eight not... feet tall and he shits everywhere. <laughs> I know, Daryl. Oh God, and he has a tiny ponytail. Okay, well. <laughs> so, um, also one of my hummers is the yapping fox, which is just a little store, I guess, in this town. That's also a houseboat. Oh um, yeah, and that's where Cher works or sells mm-hmm. her wares. And there's like this sassy grandma who's just like so hard up for uh, Daryl. She met him, I guess, and is like a, everybody's it. like in a trance with Daryl. Well, and this is where I definitely was getting the same devil's advocate advocate vibes that you were katie because that's the same thing in that mm-hmm. movie is everyone sort of gets mesmerized and sort of turned on by um so, okay i have a lot of questions about this movie so yeah is jack nicholson supposed to be outright handsome and handsome period no i think they're ever specifically making movie? i think in this movie he's supposed to be sort of a vile character and that he entrances them because he's, he, I don't think, even though they wanted someone handsome, it's sort of that share uh, monologue where she's like, you're everything, you're everything that's wrong with a man, but yet he still convinces, yeah. lures her, her in. So I think he's not supposed to be attractive. He's supposed to be just tacky and sleazy and mm. not attractive. I think, they sh- I think he should have been even like more unattractive. I know it was hard. And also like the casting of Jack Nicholson is interesting because he's like such this like somehow accepted sex symbol. So right. it's a hard, but, not for is me. Is he though? He's always sort of. I think of... accepted. I, but like I, 80s sex symbols were different, right? And that sort of hairline and that sort of, I don't know. Kind of like Leonardo but, DiCaprio. No, nah, but he was always but, sort of like charming, <laughs> Wait, what? skeevy. Is my take on Nicholson. Yeah, but like he's always, I don't know, there's always this joke about like women around him. Like he's, I don't know, he's got this like entourage of like Well, right, and then there's like even up till when he's like much older and he's doing like, I forget what the movie's called, As Good As It Gets or where he's like, you know, this like sex symbol again. Or like terms of endearment. I guess there is this element of like people are just very charmed, almost like he's somehow like non-threatening, although he very much is very threatening. (laughs) That's my problem. But if the tables were turned and this was three men and a woman who was like supposed to be ugly, but luring them in, I just wonder what that looks like, you know, like, I don't know this. It's just very interesting to me because he's somewhere on the fringe of whatever. What's the equivalent (laughs) of that ponytail on a woman? I don't Um, get that. Oh, God. I don't even know if he, I don't know if he knows that's in his hair. It's like (laughs) somebody just did it like a weeks ago and he hasn't found it yet. It's so wild. Oh, my God. Gross. Ugh. I don't even want to, that ponytail makes me more grossed out than vomiting cherries. Yeah. So I did just find the, um, so in the book, he, there's a lot of changes from the book. One of the most notable is that Daryl is not a devil. He's a warlock in the book. Um, in my brain, he uh, was a warlock. Like, I guess. Yeah. Warlock okay, so seems he's like a witch. from hell. He's a witch. In the book, but in the movie, he is a devil. A demon. No, a devil. He's a devil. 
don't know. This is IMDb. I don't know why. A I'm devil. Like, a devil. A devil. A devil. A devil. I guess. I guess. Also, since we are talking about the book, it says that like one of the basic premises of the book is that all women develop powers when they are no longer married. So there are several women in the community who ultimately become witches, including some of the town bullies. So it's like not just the three witches. It's like this. This oh, universal else? truth. I don't know. Oh, okay. But well, Felicia's, not the married, Felicia's married the whole time, right? To the stepbrother dad. This was in the book, but in but the movie they dropped it. She oh. said, seems to like have some sensory. Of she definitely that he's the gets devil. what's going on. Like, yeah. She's the only one in that town making any sense. Is it because time. there's bone marrow floating through her blood? <laughs> okay, well, that's an update too. I can say oh. uh, from our medical expert that says... Um, uh, that she can't find, she can't find any science that supports that. <laughs> Not, like, what about gay science? Infection. She does say the only thing that popped up when I tried to research it was a Reddit page about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. So that pretty much yeah. clarifies my question about so. bone marrow <laughs> streaming through your blood. Um, by the way, I mean, we haven't even gotten into this movie and we've talked so much. I, I took so, so many notes. There was like so many scenes, so many things happening. I've, it was a very hard, deep, yeah. deep and rich movie, um, but I know we should plug forward yeah. so there there's a strings concert or something oh my gosh. for susan sarandon and this is the first time we meet daryl van horn and he's has sleep apnea or something he's in but the it's back like devil it's like growling wolf sounds which like he makes a lot acts, of it's snoring sounds. but it's clearly i'm like there's no way jack nicholson is doing that like they're doing some kind of like devil like growling and like if you were in a concert like that and you heard somebody do that and then you saw them fall backwards like who would think they were dying like yeah. you would check on them i don't think i'd be annoyed i'd be like what is happening it's well, kind of wild and this was in a rummer uh rummer for my dumber um mm -hmm. but not even just annoyed her friends are at her susan yeah, sarandon's right. concert and they're <laughs> laughing about this man that's ruining their friend's concert rather right. than yeah. just walk back and be like excuse me sir this is <laughs> very rude they're just or like, like are you okay right yeah totally but it's your friend's concert i know Ugh. i don't know it is weird like the susan sarandon's the way that she fits into this trio is interesting like it's like she's kind of just like getting bullied constantly yeah. by the other two and she's like she i mean she's again i her personality change comes out of nowhere and doesn't really change back. It's real weird. No, she definitely has her own like little glow up. Once, once the braid comes out. Yeah. She becomes just like a braid, total jerk. Tight braid. Very tight braid. So, right. And then we're at this like reception for this concert. And that's when everybody's talking about Daryl Van Horn. Uh, and then they all suddenly all remember that that's his name. Um, and then that seems to conjure up and like the, you know, metaphor of clutching your pearls so hard that they fall off and ruin your life i guess and i think that's what does that and then she like falls down felicia, felicia trips on the pearls and falls her own back. pearls right no i thought it no I thought they were michelle oh, pfeiffer's pearls yeah it was one of the oh. one of the witches yeah and speaking of people that don't have care for others um her husband or partner at the top of the stairs like are you okay it's like go down there and find I know. out. 
I don't know. just yell from the top of the stairs. That and was then, a bad fall. And, and then again, like with the Oscar nomination for Felicia, she's just like at the end, she's like, oh, honey, I think I broke my leg. I'm like, yeah, yeah you definitely did. I mean, that's yeah. one of the more graphic things. And they, I thank God they didn't like go right back to it. I know. Like yellow jacket slashbacks. But it Wait, was like, did you see, maybe I watched the like bone come out. Did you? Yeah. Well, no, you saw. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you see the bone out. But it's quick. It's really quick. I don't know if that's why I missed it. Yeah. It's not up close. It's like when they are showing her at the bottom of the stairs, her you can see the bone. Okay. I just I missed it from there though. Yeah, okay. And that it's interesting how that probably affected our movie watching experience because that happens pretty early on. So I'm just like the rest of it's like, oh God, what are they gonna show me out of nowhere? But that's kind of the worst of it. Because I was like, oh, that wasn't the worst fall. Like she did that pretty well yeah like she, maybe she's fine go you'd back be, if you'd, you'd be like. hurt no matter what though right like bruises. well at first i was like oh bruised. she's dead and then i was like well she didn't fall that hard maybe she's just completely fine then she her head comes up i was like oh she's fine so, yeah. <laughs> yeah well she's not fine for the rest of the no. movie yeah um, <laughs> so shares out riding her bike and she's like trying to spy on the mansion i think um and this mansion she... is so apart from everything. So yeah. how many acres does this man have? Oh, it's a lot. All of them. It's definitely a lot. Yeah. I was picturing like a Mick mansion. Like it's just mm-hmm. sort of like right. in the like city. The but block. no, this is like the Biltmore Palace. A castle. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. So is the thing that Jack Nicholson preys on or or gets in where the women are weak or they have insecurity or he like... So with Cher the reason she kind of like switches and decides she wants to smooch him hard is because he like talks about her art and how nobody gets her or like what what is well, it that lures that she's I, lured yeah, into it's a little foggy it's a little muddled like yeah. I, I thought originally it was like he's just telling them what they want to hear including how men suck right and women are great mm-hmm. which is anyway um so <laughs> But with Cher, it doesn't work. And then that's when she goes off on that rant of like listing everything that's wrong with him. And then it just feels like he snaps his fingers and makes her do it. <laughs> like, I don't know that there's anything, any manipulation other than like he's just casting a full on spell. Like, I don't think she I don't think she has agency, which is not cool. Yeah, it, mm. I think it would have come off a lot better if for some reason he sort of used lies or flattery or whatever some strategy he tried to than, yeah right but and like it didn't work as you said it just he flicked his fingers and she just in a trance was like okay so we think all three yeah. of these women are under a trance basically the whole time until they realize they shouldn't be so that's the issue that's really hard to tell because it seems like susan sarandon is not necessarily like it's like she just needed that to happen like she needed someone to play the piano while she electrify her the the, the cello and then like she like broke three free and she's like kind of cello orgasm yeah and like she's definitely Mm -hmm. like uptight and a prude and um even though anyway it's not like she's a virgin anyway um (laughs) and so and then like michelle pfeiffer it felt like he was kind of actually manipulating her and like that she was into it it's share that he actually just has to full-on cast the spell on and she's like the one that's a little more sassy and self-possessed i suppose but yeah it's kind of inconsistent which is partly why it's hard to understand what's that's happening that's why it's confusing yeah and so he takes her into the mansion after this like 
lavish lunch that we is this where we meet um what's Flirty? his name? The Bedouin. Um <laughs> what's, what's his name though? Fidel. 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 Who's played who plays Lurch in the fam- in Adam's right. family values. Also Adam's from like family. picket fences. Oh. Um huh. or, I didn't know that. No, sorry, Twin Peaks, not Picket Fences. Okay. Twin Peaks. Like, huh? <laughs> he's <laughs> always, he's in his dreams that he's always like, it happened again. And yeah, oh. he's always in these weird dreams. So he's sequences. just always playing like a supernatural tall, kind of tall yeah. Igor type. He's tall. Yeah. yeah basically. He's tall. He's tall. Um, he's the doorman. He's kind of guess the butler. And he takes he takes Cher into his bedroom and lays on the bed and is humping the bed dramatically with these like little red shoes on and um he like basically is like we're gonna we're gonna have sex and she's like you're gross you're disgusting you're physically repulsive you smell like crap um and he asks her if she wants to be on the top or bottom right (laughs) i thought that when she said he smelled i'm like does he like i wondered that too that's rough because i can't tell you know like i i can tell by that ponytail that he smells yeah. <laughs> that's a that ponytail is a smell indicator and the hair is a little greasy and so. um there's like a foley feature in this like whenever he's in there's there's the sound of flies oh yeah that. that was that putting yeah i heard yeah. that when he was like waiting for them to come to dinner and I'm like Ugh. yeah it's rough because yeah, i'm like is it circling the food but the f- mm. or is it circling him Something's off, right? Something is. Yeah, it's not his rotten core. Interesting the transition from the book to the movie because I think about that a lot. I'm like, how is this written versus how are they portraying it? And I think you're right, Bridget. Where whatever they're trying to convey, I feel like they needed to lean in or out. Like, yeah, I wasn't really specifically with like the, what we're supposed to think about Jack Nicholson. Like, yeah. I can see that he is charming people, kind of, but like, I don't know how we're supposed to feel if this is obviously a charm because he's so gross or is it like actually Jack Nicholson is charming? I like, you know, it's really hard. Yeah. I don't know. And then they end up, I guess having sex is what we understand. Cause, and then her, and then later she's like, her life is just like, yeah, she's into it. She's like, I can't wait for you to meet him. He feels like he knows me, which is so weird because like, I don't know why they chose for him to basically cast a spell. Cause like, that could have happened with their conversation. They just chose for her to go off yeah. on him. It was real weird. Yeah. So in between this, we have the Felicia in the hospital scene where we learn that the bone what marrow. A, what a bummer. <laughs> now this it scene is. I thought was going to turn into like something really scary. I thought, yeah, now, what is that actor's name? I don't know his name. Richard, the, Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. I thought I, he was going to choke her to death. On like well, oatmeal, just he's wait. doing. Yeah, I know he's doing a lot of face acting and some subtle face acting <laughs> in this movie. He becomes a better actor in his older age. I will say for Richard Jenkins, I, I love really... him. Oh, in this, I love him in general. Okay. In this, like I, I I'm... guess like the role is so weird that yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Also, she doesn't have broken arms, so the fact that he's feeding her that. is very peculiar and then as she's he's talking crazy. he's just like shoving more food into her mouth <laughs> and i that's why i felt like he was gonna choke her but yeah maybe it was like a Chekhov's choking so this is the other thing where i don't know how this movie wants us to feel about felicia like is she supposed to be obviously the town villain because she's not like she might be puritanical kind of like ned flanders wife like she's like pearl clutching and like oh the children and like you know all of this but 
I don't think they do a good enough job of like signaling that. Like I, you know, Richard Jenkins is obviously like more on Michelle Pfeiffer. Like he kind of likes Michelle Pfeiffer, but he's like in love and in this relationship, I think is how like they're portraying it. But it's like, I don't know why you wouldn't believe your wife. Like what, like why yeah. is this yeah. hard? I don't know. Um, Yeah. I don't think we, that was like done well. We were also very confused on like how we were supposed to view Felicia. We were supposed to be on her side, rooting for her to like get what she got. Right. You know, I so. hope not, because that's how the movie kind of read. Of like, yeah. oh look, it's this puritanical woman that's like suffering, and it's like, no, it's this woman that it seems to be the only person in town paying attention that's having to go through torture. It's so weird. They needed like a kill the cat scene early on with her. Yeah, right. If, if they really wanted us to dislike her and wanted her to die, <laughs> maybe they didn't care how we felt about her. That's how. It yeah. Felt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she she does this whole thing where she like scolds him for being like a terrible reporter and like not getting to the heart of things. And but she's right. But, but that was also <laughs> yeah. like her spider sense, her craziness or whatever you want to term it yeah. as her, her like just rational and irrational fear of this guy coming in. Yeah. Like so you're I, so right about the kill the cat, because the only thing we know is that she's worried about the like egrets mansion. or something yeah. at the mansion, yeah. which like you should be like, it probably is a wildlife sanctuary. So I'm totally on that side. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very strange. So the next scene is Susan Sarandon getting this like very intense cello practice in at her house and she breaks a string sets and then, it on fire that's well before that oh she's yeah. like by herself and then daryl shows up at the door with the violin case right because he's like yeah this is how i'm gonna get into to you um yeah like oh god what do we again he's sort of like talking about how men are he says men are cocksuckers they're scared um they call women which is like he goes through the whole like what happened during the Salem witch trials thing. And again, mm. it's like I, I wrote at the beginning when Walter was talking at the speech thing, I was like, is this where mansplaining got invented? And then again, he like and then now like this guy comes in and it mansplains to her like why men are scared of women. Um, and you're like, God, be quiet. She's like, oh, very interesting. That's very interesting. But I think uh, it's on purpose, right? Because at this point, the audience knows he's the devil. So he's just like, yeah. It's transparently trying to... It's transparent mansplaining or maybe not? I don't know. I don't I don't know. Maybe I don't not. know that it's that salt. I don't, I don't know. It's like, yes, we know no, that he's trying know. to lure You're her, Whitman, but... You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying it's like, I just think the movie is missing the mark on feminism if that's what it's trying yeah. to do. Yeah. And then maybe. I'm also like, I get flashes. I don't know if it's not a movie you need to see, but uh, anger management with um, Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. There's scenes where he's basically playing the same character where I think he like seduces Marissa Tomei at one point. And you're just like, how is this happening? Yeah. This yeah. just <laughs> abrasive man. I don't know. I just got flashbacks. to that. It's so. always a spell. Yeah. <laughs> it's forever a spell. Um, and then, yeah, then they play together. First, he separates her legs and puts the cello in between her legs um, without asking her consent. And then, um, yeah, they I think he's coaching her like a midwife. He has this whole conversation about like what midwives do and how they're like how they were. Oh, witches. yeah, right. And he yeah. kind of like coaches her. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have a witch expert? 
Yeah. Or yeah. Do we have any midwives we can ask? So yeah, he's like coaching her kind of like breathe through it. You can do it. And then, um, yeah, they make out on top of the piano and, uh, I guess do it on top of the piano. And, you know, and then she's just like super entranced. Like there's no, like she's for real into it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he had to cast a spell on her. She very much like Sigourney Weavers in Ghostbusters and just hair poofed out. Yeah. And and it's a good comparison. Yeah. Not herself. It seems like, yeah, totally. But is it herself, Katie? There's no more Susan Sarandon. There's only Zool. (laughs) (laughs) Is this who she was? Is this who she she was the whole time? No. I mean, that's what's confusing. And she kind of goes back and forth. It's not like they can't have normal conversations, but like with her hair out, like none of the other ones, I mean, I guess it's just the hair, but none of the other ones have that kind of transition. Michelle they- Pfeiffer's hair does get bigger as the movie goes oh, on. Okay. She has more yeah. crimp, but her hair is thinner. And anyway, she's wearing a wig. It doesn't matter. She's they- <laughs> They could have also had some lines in here that would have been helpful of just like, you know, you were so wild and creative before you got married. If if there is this whole analogy yeah. of how marriage really stifles women, and they should have talked about how you were this before you got married and you didn't have that tight bun right. or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> tight bun. Tight the, bun. That braid. So yeah, braid. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer comes to Cher's house because they're going to go play tennis. This is Katie's tennis corner and she's left the Zoom, but she'll <laughs> come back. Um, and, uh, and, but, but Cher's like not dressed for tennis. She's dressed in overalls. And yeah, well, she didn't know she was going to play tennis, I don't think. Did oh, she? really? I thought they all knew they were going. She, she, I thought she was the one that invited Michelle Pfeiffer to go to what's his face's mansion to play tennis. Uh, I thought Michelle a... Pfeiffer, because Michelle Pfeiffer is dressed for tennis. I thought Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer. Yeah, but she didn't invite. know. She hasn't hung out with him yet at all. Oh, right. I don't know. I have There's a lot about this tennis. going on and a lot of just, this is where sort of the cattiness between the three. Oh, God, I know. didn't feel earned or it's like, no. weren't you guys friends? And it was so know. unpleasant. It was so just unpleasant. like, yeah. like Again, it just kind of felt like women be fighting. Like, to go back I mean? to the, women Ugh. be fighting. To go you know, back to the sister wives of it all. This sort of like, if Cher's the first wife um, uh, no. and then Susan Sarandon is the second wife, um, there's a lot of jealousy on that third wife, especially for the second wife, which was Susan Sarandon, mm. um, who, you know, was like, felt like she was getting all of her time with him. And then now he immediately just ignores them and goes right to mm. Michelle Pfeiffer and is like, yeah. oh, your eyes, you're a beautiful woman. And they see what's going on. I am. I mean, I just really am interested in the book in a way because I'm like, what is it like? Like, what is actually happening internally? Can you read the book? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe I have to. Um, I'll just pretend that Jack Nicholson is played by a woman. And I'll just like, read the book. (laughs) It's a lot more interesting. Oh, that would Um, be a very different movie. Right? I might be here for that movie. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, Fun. Yeah. So tennis facts. So like at any time anybody's got tennis racket, I'm like, oh, let's see what happens here. Um, And Annie asked, so I guess she was kind of in and out. Um, So she was like, oh, can any of these people play tennis? I'm like, I will tell you. Wait a second. She missed the bone marrow scene because she saw the tennis scene. We were doing a lot of laundry. It was like post Mm -hmm. post Halloween Mm -hmm. parade situation in the house. All right. So I was passed out watching the movie and Annie was, yeah. Um, So, um, you know, as they go on the court, you know, you're looking and you're like, Mm, no nobody can play tennis maybe jack nicholson although he could they cut away from him a lot he might be mm-hmm. able to play but then 
it was odd. You know, they spend uh, about an hour on this tennis ball that floats in the uh, air. Like, I couldn't believe how much time they spent. Industrial so Light time. Magic was in charge of this. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you may have read that their their budget doubled, like their project doubled because the three women, they just said three women. So I don't know if it meant they were just focusing on that or Jack Nicholson could play tennis, like weren't like skilled, like didn't know how to play tennis. So they they had to superimpose the tennis ball into the way they're playing because when they zoomed out i'm like what is happening because they are swinging like there's no way that that ball like like i they're not um sometimes they'll use stunt doubles you know but it's like the they maybe are using stunt doubles but these stunt doubles can't play tennis either so i just i was i was i will say it's impressive like in for 1987 that they did that with the ball because the ball is going back and forth but like no one is hitting it because you can't hit a tennis ball like that and have it well then they were going like well that no but even even when they did like the upshot of them playing like you can't hit a tennis ball like that and actually play yeah yeah like even any of their strokes so anyway it was kind of crazy and i i love tennis as a tennis player i guess like it's fun you know always wanting tennis balls to get more representation. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much time they gave to it. it he was had really um, monogram tennis balls too. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. When the one was up in the scare, mm. the scare, the air for a really long yes, time, you're I right. wrote, it, it had Daryl Van Horn written on it. Oh, now yeah. they had an interesting reaction to this going on that, I might not have. I'm just very sort of wow. curious, but not surprised at all. They're just like, okay, you know, I guess that we're playing magic tennis today. I didn't realize it, but you know, I would have worn different shoes, but this is cool. It's like, right. it's they're so tennis. nonplussed that this yes. is happening. They're just like, cool. And this is before a scene where it's like, they agree that they wished for Felicia to die. Like it is odd. It's like, do you not understand that something supernatural is happening? Surely this would have clued you in, um, you know, and it, it's really unclear. That's what I mean with the book. It's like, are they kind of just like in a fog, like when they're there, Maybe. like they can't remember that this is odd. Are they just yes, anding at the mansion and then out of the mansion? Like, I'm but just, that was not like we needed more exposition. On I'm that. just having yeah. kind of a hot take for myself, which is flashing back to watching um what is that show called? The one that took place at the Playboy Mansion, um, where oh, you had um, um, Hugh Hefner Playboy bunnies, yeah. And then you uh, had these like three women, like house bunnies, or I don't know what it's called. But that show is this movie, <laughs> I think. But again, it's yeah. this kind of thing. Where, so again, those three women all were like very into Hugh Hefner. I'm using air quotes. Who was yeah, also a terrible, disgusting, robe wearing with a rope, right? Exactly. man. That's true. And they're like all sleeping with him, but then they're all living together and they're kind of a unit and they kind of talk about that. And so I just think it's just this like gross, again, maybe like a male. <laughs> It's polygamy. It's this like the whole thing of like the girls women. next door is the yes. name of that reality show. Yes. But I think there was a version of that called the girls next door, the bunny house. And then the house bunny was the um, a movie, a movie with, with what, what's her uh, face? Ferris. The redhead. Oh, Anna yeah. Ferris. Anna Ferris. Yeah. Anna Ferris. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. <laughs> um, we got there. <laughs> yeah. So like. Those women, I don't think we're having a great time either, but living in a mansion is really cool. And if they had kids, which I think 
at a certain point that might have happened. Anyway, it's this whole idea of like you have butlers, you have people that will take sure. care of you, you have a nice swimming pool. And then they go to the swimming pool and like they all have these like glittery bathing suits that like what were they doing? They were just there at the house, like waiting for them and their sizes. Yeah. Um and Michelle Pfeiffer anyway, so then Michelle Pfeiffer's like, oh, the thing about me is that I get pregnant. And and Daryl's like, like oh, no I'm into shit. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Um, I'm all about your pregnancy. Um, and then they're all living there, it seems like a big Just weird like, happy family. The kids come over, there's balloons. Like, don't introduce then... those kids to him so soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's what they just don't seem like they're making good decisions. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> well, clearly not. But again, to go back to the Hugh Hefner of it all, yeah. those women were not making good decisions either. But were they because they were like clearly well, doing very well financially and, you know, had become famous. Just, yeah. Like I, you know, Practical Magic isn't a, a perfect film, but like it this it gets you. Say it again, survival. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah gets you into this arrival so quickly like jack nicholson shows up so quickly that i feel like we don't really get to know these women before right. he's in their lives and like yeah. we don't i don't i don't understand how much they're under a spell or not because i don't really know what they would do because i don't know them <laughs> you know because <laughs> i don't know them yeah it's just, but it's just that thursday night it's like you know and that it's not that long so then you're like yeah. is this is this Does... typical decision making or are they under a spell does this movie pass the Bechdel test? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't. We'll think have to. So. It would be interesting to actually go and technically see if it does. It barely. I yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't think it does either. So there's like this balloon party, this like balloon rave in their house with like it seems so like, like La Boheme. It's like the song. It's like this weird like montage. It seemed like suddenly for this movie that had this like big budget, all of a sudden all they had was like a cart that she like put <laughs> yeah. food on. Well, yes. There <laughs> another sort of fact. Pushed each other back and forth. Sorry, Philip. Yeah. For like no. an hour on this cart. Like it's like they found a cardboard box and they were like, oh, let's I play the cardboard box. Yeah, <laughs> this Philip had to say something. Yes. I just cut him off. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just gonna say that there were <laughs> issues with like budgets where George Miller had said, I don't need a trailer. And mm -hmm. then the producers were like, Well, then we're not giving you any extras. And like there it became this whole contentious budget thing because they thought he was a pushover. Um, yeah. Apparently the production producer whose name I can't remember now, Jeff something, um, like was like really didn't get along with the director. And like at one point really wanted to have an alien appear. And they were like, we think it's just because he saw the movie Aliens and really wanted to. And he came like to showed up with the alien costume. The stuntman dressed like, as an alien. Put this insisted. in the movie anywhere. <laughs> and then Jack Nicholson and the, the director like protested. I think Jack Nicholson at one point they wanted to fire the director and Jack Nicholson said he would walk off and then. Yeah. They seem to gang up and bully share. I don't know. This seems like a production that was like a little fraught. Yeah. So that's why an hour long of them playing in balloons with a cart happened because <laughs> well, it's, it's like what, have, it's a very cheap scene to do. And when I watched because I didn't have any sense of this movie and I was kind of watching for a scary factor for Annie. I watched the, we watched the trailer together and that scene is in it. And it did make me think like, oh, huh, what kind of budget does this movie have? Like it kind of was like, what is this? This isn't going to be good at all. But it's not. It's like, honestly, like a lot of the other special effects are kind of rad. Like, so, yeah, who knows? And then um, Susan Sarandon flies off the cart into the chandelier and everybody's like, whoa. And then they all fall in the pool. And they start I think they, can learn they, they learn they can fly. Oh, that's when they fly. You're right. I'm sorry. And again, is that them or is that him? And did I they learn know. they can fly that's because they're they laughing? Never... Well, you know, 
to read that fact from the book, it's like once women are unmarried, they get powers, right? Which is, I guess, this like ultimate feminism, feminist comment. But that's not clear in the movie. So you're not sure if it's just these three people. Like they clearly conjured that storm. They conjured this man. But it's just not clear what how much is them and how much is him. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. So then they're all laying in robes by the fire and Jack Nicholson is filming them. Yeah. Yeah, this seemed like out of different movie like. Yeah, it did. and it's like is, is this so supposed to be scary? Cuz it it felt like it could be really scary. And like this was in, or is it just funny? And then you have this video camera and then you see them on screen which I feel like we get in um the big chill a little bit maybe or like it's an interesting technique for this movie. You're just mm-hmm. like, like I feel like you said, it's like, whoa, this is a lot of different cinematography in one movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a weird choice. And it did seem scary. And he's asking them like about their fears or what makes them sad or what is the their prompt? Their greatest fear, I think, so that he can like literally masturbate <laughs> Use to it, it yeah. later. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into that. Like, <laughs> talk about dark. Very dark. <laughs> it's going to be so wild. Very creepy. Um, back to Felicia. <laughs> I actually really love this scene of her at church just losing it. Uh, whores. <laughs> she's just yelling whores, which yeah, to me, I don't know, and dildos and anal intercourse. She's just yelling so many. It's like she googled what are some words about sex, and then yeah. she yelled them. Um, but actually, it was interesting because she's like anal sex, and it's just it, and and then oh, she says honestly, anal intercourse. Anal intercourse. And then at some point you're like, just, it seems like when you're on stage and like asking for an improv prompt from a yeah. short form game, you're like, oh, yeah. great. This is, great. What, this is what happens. Yeah. Um, but it, it like, at first you're like, so is her only problem sex? Like maybe that does is kind of like not cool. But then outside with Richard Jenkins, she's like, I'm not proved. Like, what did she say? Like, I like a good fuck more than anybody or something like that. I don't remember that. She's like, I'm, I'm, this isn't about that. Like something is terribly wrong. And I'm like, God, yet again, Felicia is incredible. I know. Oh. Yeah, that, so that's why like I'm wondering like if you pull back the lens where she's like something terrible is happening in that house, something something awful is in that mansion. Like it's, it it's not just the, the Playboy bunny of it all that she's upset about. It's that like he's casting a spell on these women. Yeah. I mean, you had me at egrets needing to look for a new home. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be enough for me to cast this man out of the town. So they really piled it on. <laughs> so... um Let's see. At school, we see Susan Sarandon is still working. She still has her band teacher job. Just with different hair. Just with different hair now. And so now the kids are suddenly very good at playing that song. What is that song that um, I just remember? Dun, 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 dun. Is that what that song is? I think is that what they play? I can't remember. I yeah. thought it was like Ode to Joy, but maybe it's that. No. Um, yeah, they, she says, like, let's let's play the shit out of it. <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, so I was transfixed by this one five-year-old who's playing cymbals. Who, everyone else yes. is like a 12-year-old, and then this little kid just like... It's like a newsie that they pulled off the street. Yeah. <laughs> also, the cymbal sound was happening in the song, and he was sitting there with the mm-hmm. cymbals separated, and never... Only one time did the cymbals actually yeah. clap yeah. that I heard them in the song. But then, the principal walks in and sees this, and gets so freaked out, and it's like, is he so freaked out because he knows these kids are terrible at playing music, yeah. and all of a sudden they sing well, or is it because she's spinning around and has her hair down? I really couldn't figure out why he was so freaked I, out. I 
I was also confused. I, I think I settled on the latter that it was the spinning around and hair down. Yeah. It's yeah. And he cool. wasn't the one to have like given her that joy. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's again, <laughs> what a weird, he's just overwhelmed has, by her hair. The movie kind of has a lot of characters. Really? It's interesting. Like, yeah. I don't know if we needed the principal. Nah. Then she goes, Susan Sarandon's at the town grocery store and she's like walking around eating pickles out of the jar. Is this supposed to be like our hint that she's pregnant or? No, oh. That's what Nora had said. It's like once she saw her eating pickles. She well, and then she, she puts a bunch of lemons. It was interesting. I thought it was because he has such a sweet tooth. Like it's once you're the devil, you drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, and he just like loves sugar. I thought maybe she really loves sour because she was she was like pickles and lemons and stuff. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's like the pregnancy thing. Yeah, she was craving sour. So, but then, um, like, she gets real sex shamed in the grocery store. I know. Like, that's when, like, so are these the women that are now mad? Are these, the, like, the other women who are angry? I don't know. What do you mean? Yeah. I, well, you mentioned earlier that there was, like, other women in the novel who... Had like, powers. Had powers, but they didn't seem. They were bullies. They they just seemed to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe in the novel, like they get bullied, the, but then they get powers. I don't know. Powers here were just like getting into her space because they're just yeah. like all up in it. Yeah, it was not very nice. Yeah, not- nobody. You're not really rooting for anybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> Felicia. Um, and this is also where I had the question of just how much time has passed. I was confused at like, is this a year later? Is this a week later? And it was confusing it's gotta be a marker and i can't remember at least a few weeks unless they were all fertile at the exact same time right i don't know it's very peculiar yeah so clyde has like written a newspaper story about this mansion and michelle pfeiffer's upset about it but also like again the story is about him but it's really about like the three of them living with him in sin or like, I thought it was I, more about like the, him getting sued because he's like made renovations to the home. It did seem like kind of a pretty standard article, <laughs> but it also says something about like home wreckers, oh, Lennox okay. house scandal. I don't know. Oh, I like see. That. So it's like a yeah, yeah. Um. So at the mansion, Michelle Pfeiffer suggests that maybe they stop seeing each other because things have gotten like bad in the town, and it's hard um, to tell how much they're even leaving the mansion too. You know. You don't know how much they're like. Are they still going? Where into the town? kids like, are, you know? Ever yeah. again? Where are the, in the kids? Balloon pit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's watching them in the pool? And if it's Cher's daughter, uh, I'm sorry, that sucks. Yeah. Poor Cher's daughter. Yeah. Totally. Um. So now we've got this sort of like cut back and forth between the mansion because then they all decide to stay. He's like, stay, eat a cherry. Because I think they bring up Felicia as somebody yeah. that's like whipping people up into this like anti-mansion yeah <laughs> force in town and then he's like i promise she'll be fine if you stay you know and then clearly his plan is to have her killed by having them eat cherries uh what a interesting way yeah. <laughs> to get somebody's down oh the scene is Ugh, very gross yeah. very visceral everything about it i'm seeing even on the mansion side i think it's gross yeah it's weird it's like too and so apparently phil rereading this that they had yeah. like a puppet they 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 built this like giant puppet of felicia that like could vomit cherries and it was like <laughs> disgusting and they included it in the film and then cut it because it was like too yeah. upsetting. 
<laughs> and yeah, everything is wet and throw oh, so and it's, it's so gross. The noises alone, because Nora <laughs> yeah. is well under the blanket at this point, but she's like, the noises are still making it through the blanket. Yeah. It's so yeah. horrible. The noises no one, are so bad. Everybody's like intentionally just like spit is their spit forward in their mouth. Yeah. The actress who plays Felicia yeah. like does that the whole movie. Which she's is killing it. Oh, I know. I know. So she's just like vomiting everywhere and they're spitting seeds everywhere. Why are they spitting them back into the cherry bowl? That was kind of a grosser for me too. I didn't yeah. enjoy that. They need another bowl for that. Like they a need a different bowl. Yeah. Um, and then Clyde just bonks her with a fireplace poker. Yeah, yeah like that that, abrupt. That's the thing. Like there would be characters in movies where if ultimately you just like killed them, the yeah. audience would be like, Yeah, okay. Well, thank God Felicia's not here. That's not how I feel about what happened. <laughs> I like, know. Just like what like he kills her? Like I think Cause... we're supposed to be like sympathetic to like, well, he just couldn't take enough. A man can only take so much or something. <laughs> it's so weird. Even though you said, you know, he should have been a little more quick to respond as she fell down the stairs. I still got the vibe that he was sort of a loving husband. Yeah. They have like a playful relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess he just thought he was putting her out of her misery or something. Cause she's Lots so of time you, like, go out for a walk. <laughs> like if you need to he... help. Or was he possessed? That's what's not clear. Like, that's what I wonder, like, in right. the book, if it's clear. It seems like that, because then he, it's like he's a psychopath, and then he sits down and, like, starts looking at an art book again yeah. after he kills her. Right. Which seems very psychopathic. Totally. Maybe he is under the spell. Maybe, like, I don't I don't know why you have to do the cherry bit if you're not just going to, like, kill her via cherries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, why now, really too? suffer through throw up yeah, first. Right now, like, you know, she's been in church screaming things. She's been calling you something about, like, the the Holocaust and apartheid. I can't remember. Like, and then now all she's doing is throwing up cherries. Like she yeah. just, she's sick. And now yeah. you have to, it was just so odd. I know. Yeah. Anyway. So the women are all the next day, the women are all outside and I'm assuming he gets in trouble for killing her is what it seems like. I mean, he's taken away. He murdered. He's a murderer. Yeah. I don't know. An no, ambulance. That's... Did they take him away? An ambulance. I'm pretty up in sure. House. Cause they, they knew he had killed her. Mm. And she fell on that fire poker. Yeah, she fell uh, blunt force. Well, trauma. maybe like that's supposed to be what's setting like they then the women kind of know or like they don't. That's the weird part. Like Michelle Pfeiffer and Cher realized that they kind of made that happen. And Susan Sarandon's like, what? It might be a coincidence. Like what? And then also, of course, like Michelle Pfeiffer and Richard Jenkins are good friends. So if he's away in jail, I don't know, kind of clear that this like a uh, polygamous relationship is not uh, great. Yeah. Maybe we did bad. Yeah. So all the women are kind of like mourning Felicia and they're sad and they need to like go home and like be in bed and stuff. And uh, J- J- uh, what's his name? Daryl is pretty upset about this. So he like star- tries to get in touch with each of the women. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls. He's coming off pretty Yeah. And she's like. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And Cher's like, leave me alone. And then he goes to Michelle Pfeiffer's house with like in the rain and she doesn't invite him in. Super in the rain. I mean, that's enough reason not to let somebody in your house if they're standing there in the rain with no plan. Like they have no raincoat and no umbrella and they're just like getting wet like they can't perceive that. What happened to Michelle Pfeiffer's face? I don't. So I was looking this up. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, the actress, broke out. Like I think she had a breakout of cold sores during the film. And the director chose, like, not to do anything about it to just really, like, have it look like she was under a ton of stress. And then later, 
when she's like being tortured and sick it looks like fever blisters i guess but like yeah it was kind of distracting because you're like wait did she what happened? Well, I she, thought she was I eating that chocolates. That well, I thought she was eating chocolates in that scene, but then it's on her face every time. I was reading, I think she had a breakout and they didn't cover it up because it kind of went with it. But they also like don't super close up on it. So it is really kind of hard to tell what's going on. Right. Either make a deal of it or don't. Yeah. But like, what is, is it chocolates or is it herpes? Apparently she's had it in other films too. So I don't know. There's all this Reddit stuff if you want to dive in. That's how, because I was like, Am I imagining this? Because she has, they do zoom in when she's in the hospital. Yeah. But like that kind of makes right. sense. But I'm like, I could have sworn it was before too. So anyway, I did a deep dive yeah. on it. <sighs> okay. So um, what else do we find out? That Susan Sarandon is pregnant and she's excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's Imagine. happy about it suddenly because she's going to, she's got, oh, this is going to be her key to like having him all to herself maybe. I know. I think she's excited because, like, we learned that her husband left her because she couldn't have kids, right? I think she's just excited to be pregnant, which is wild because it's the devil. Yeah, yeah, it's the literal devil. Well, again, a devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah. So he, she goes back to the mansion, um, and she spies on daryl watching them all on the tv oh yeah where he's watching all their worst nightmares come to life and and like getting off on it like weirdly like sweating and being all super weird it's not it's not the greatest very unpleasant to watch so he he makes susan strandon old but only momentarily she just runs out of the mansion and it's fine yeah right (laughs) <laughs> I think because she saw the video and re- then connected the and dots. She's out of it. So that, she's like, oh, out this of the is trail. a fear. And then she, yeah, mm-hmm. she gets the trick that he's oh. trying to play. But because they're not seeing that, they don't, they don't get the trick. That that was my sort of reasoning. On yeah, that. it could be like kind of like when you realize it's a dream, you can kind of mm-hmm. wake up from yeah. it. Well, and then Cher, ugh. she was Cher was like really in bed with snakes. It looked like which is it was terrifying. That yeah. one so, big thick snake was giving me some I know bad but feelings. Then she runs out and like she kind of gets shaken out of it. I don't know what would have happened if Susan are all those snakes still there. in her house though? Question maybe I don't know. I think they were all in her head, so no huh i don't think they were but ever then michelle there michelle pfeiffer seems like she actually really is dying yeah or... and she's bleeding it's well rough. but the doctors say that they can't find anything so i think it is sort of just in her head air quotes yeah psychosomatic well, where does the blood come from yeah there's um, blood everywhere but maybe it's like maybe she's hemorrhaging but she's not dying from it like i don't know yeah that's the part that's really he hard slices her back open if she's that fruit Mm, yeah, I know. Uh, it's hard gross. to know, right? I know it was gross. Or tomato or whatever it was. A tomatillo. Pomegranate? Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's what it said. It's my <laughs> it was favorite a tomatillo. Fruit. Yeah. Katie did like, a deep dive. Favorite fruit? I saw some on the IMDb facts and I looked uh, it up and I'm like, that's such a wild basket of tomatillos to bring over. Um, and yeah, but yeah, exactly. And then she just can't shake it without like Cher helping. It's just a weird. It's it's an incon like the right the then three like yeah. Really why why does Cher as the lone woman then go to the mansion and she's the one that's trying to like shake him out of this depression where he's now watching The Price Is Right and ironing, <laughs> which feels like that feels like a little separate movie that just 
Well, this- that I feel like is this weird gender reversal. Then he has this diatribe of he just wants somebody to fix him a drink or to iron something at some point. You know, like this movie is all over the place. The devil is Mr. Bomb. Yeah, he's like, totally. nobody's taking care of me. I've been blowing up balloons for days. I'm tired. <laughs> my butler is bad at ironing. Yeah, yeah. my butler. Right. Um, so it again, I think we've missed something, but... It, so Michelle Pfeiffer gets better. And then it seems like the women are in cahoots with each other, but there's no discussion of this plan, nor do we know that they actually are in cahoots with each other. Well, as an audience, it looks like they've fallen under his spell again. But then I think we realize that they it's like their plan to actually attack him. So when he's out, they make a... I well, kind right, of when they show part, back up at the house in the black outfits and they're all yeah. in lingerie, and then they have sex with him again... Why? I think they're really that's trying a, to hook him. I don't know. Like, that's an elaborate ruse. Like, right. If you are Almost not into as that, as don't killing need to do somebody it. by making your friends eat cherries, <laughs> then having those cherries end up in someone's stomach, and then having their husband kill them with a fire poker because that's so upsetting. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. about that plan. It's wild. Because <laughs> it also seemed like they could have fooled him by just doing his laundry. Like they didn't have to have a furrupple. I know. Who knows? Maybe they him. just wanted to really, I don't know. Now, Katie, to your point, I do maybe think at this point they had a sex party. With I don't everybody? Agree. With everybody. I don't well, think. Well, at some point, Michelle Pfeiffer is worried because her daughter, people at her daughter's school is ca- are calling her daughter's mother a dyke. I, uh, yeah, I heard so that. So it's like, you know that the town thinks, I guess, yeah. they're, but the bummer is, I don't think they actually are. No, I don't think they were. I think it was a little more. Katie's once again, might as well try it, you know? Yes, just like, do it. Anyway. Anyway, um, I think this time they did, but I don't think, yeah. I think the focus was on him. Anyway, which is gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then how do they get the idea for the, did I miss this? For the voodoo doll? Did they read a book or uh. something? That, I I had a question on this as well. It's like again, they know what to do. Did they show this spell book ever? No, in the movie ever, or that it was locked well, in a cabinet? Was Richard Jenkins? Re- he was reading. Maybe they just like the prop department didn't care what he was reading because he when he started reading again <laughs> after he kills his wife, like he's reading something. No, he was like reading an art symbols. book. No, oh yeah, okay. an art, art book, spell art book. It's all the same. Yeah, because like yeah. they cut to this part where like the women like run to the library and get the key and open the spell book, and you're like, we've never seen this before. We've never. Oh, is this what's keeping them all under spell? Like they knew what page to go to and how to make a voodoo doll. Um, it's like suddenly shares like sculpting skills are going to come into play here. Right. Um, and they sculpt a voodoo doll out of wax, which again, is that like, where did that come from? I don't know. Hard and to know. So, so going back to my favorite movie, Teen Witch, which also featured a voodoo doll. <laughs> oh, yeah, that <laughs> is like that. It is. It's just like that. Oh, my gosh. So he's yes. out and about in town trying to just buy bagels and ice cream, as you do. <laughs> and uh, they start voodooing him by stabbing him and feathering him. Why do they need the feathers? I don't like, know. What? The feathers are so silly. What this do the feathers why like do? An improv scene where it's like, okay, what else are we gonna do? This uh, voodoo doll feathers. <laughs> okay it's, it's odd and it and the and it took so much work it seemed like a that, lot of work to get the feathers lot. he coughs up some feathers so i thought maybe oh what if he chokes on feathers like that would be really bad but that's yeah. not what happened he just Instead, ends up at the end looking like he'd gone through like 
the double dare slip and slide. Like he just looks like a mess. Like he's got feathers well, everywhere and he's sticky and he's covered in ice cream and like bruises and I don't know. Well, he, he gets blown into the church and yeah. then um, he like just cherry seeds it all over everyone it looks like a garbage <laughs> pail kid it's like he's just like dripping uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like you yeah. know and he's like goes on this rant about women like is there yeah. a cure it's like god like i know oh what does this movie think <laughs> so and i and to the women's point i do think like yeah how do they know this worked and then he's gonna what if he comes back and he's still alive he and yeah. he sees that they've been like fucking with him. So Which they try he to does. Yeah, right. they have this like silly frantic cleanup montage. Fun fact is that Susan Sarandon actually knocked over that lamp in real life. So their reactions oh. are real. I knew that going into it was just fun to watch. I was like, oh, because she's kind of like that was funny. Oh. They covered it yeah. with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he shows back up at the house and he's a zombie now or what he has like a swollen weird he's witch starting hand. to turn a little more into the devil it's starting to yeah. be like oh and he's been the devil the whole time and you're like oh, oh whoa, whoa. Oh, this guy you know yeah like of course but he's now trying is, yeah, he's like is he the, the devil. devil or is he a devil we'll never it's know really I don't, yeah. unclear okay. a lot of movies kind of play fast and loose with that actually so yeah. i don't know well, it turns out he's really mad and he's still alive. <laughs> so they try to get away from him and Susan Sarandon is going to fall off the balcony. But then we remember if you giggle, if you believe Laughing in fairies. Laughing makes you fly. <laughs> so you then fly. it feels like, yeah, you know, it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So then it feels like these are their powers. Like they have powers beyond <sighs> him, I guess. But they're still in his house. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know. And just where do these all these rules come from? It just—it's yeah. very quick. Unclear. And the movie's two hours, you know. So yes, it's quite could long. Could have told us more, but I they packed. Cut it's down a lot. on some balloons <laughs> yeah. or tennis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need two hours of tennis. Yes. Yeah. In a twist, I agree. <laughs> um, um, okay, so then, <laughs> then he's a huge <laughs> puppet. I like was like. This, it was this, wild. And like, then I was like, what? was this the alien? Like, they got it. They got the alien. Like, <laughs> this, he huge is puppet. huge outside. Um, And then, I mean, and then, like, in the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life, he turns into a <laughs> tiny bee. Because <laughs> like the bee. voodoo doll burns. Yeah, I they think, burn. What... He melts. Right. So it's just fire. Like, I mean, they should have done that from the beginning. Maybe, yeah. like, skip the feathers. Yeah, just burn hey, it. come on, Katie. Yeah. But then, like, he, I don't even know if like, it's Jack turns Nicholson's into, like, face. It's like it a is. tiny bug bee. <laughs> He's like one of those, like, things that, like, Ursula turns people into. In the yeah, world. like the little yeah. sea scrub little that can't, like, wormy do anything. Worms. A wormy yeah. worm. Yes, ah. He's a wormy worm. <laughs> And then he explodes. So then he's gone. But it's like clear he's like not really gone. Like, I don't know. How could this be the end? He's not gone because he's in the TV. Right. So then fast forward, is it 18 months later? Um, uh, Susan Sarandon, they all kind of want him back, which you're like, in what yeah. world? Like, that's the thing. Like, there might have been other people that could play the, or just a different way to play it where you want him around ever. Like I never needed Jack Nicholson around, you know, like he was really kind of creepy and off putting. 
And so why would you ever yeah. want him back? So the premise is, is like all three of them can't think about him when they're around each other because then he'll come back, I suppose. And he does. So they're raising his children. They all have given birth to sons. <laughs> and then they toddle in. His and first of all, they're devil babies that like yeah. Antichrist. Yeah. So yeah. Three Antichrists. There was this plan the whole time. Uh, and then Watching they them toddle in and those like walkers. I was like, this those is rainbow a whole other scary things? movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. This no, is they were cute and scary at the same yes, time. Yeah. Those, yeah. And they're alone for a long time. Well, that's a theme yeah, of the movie. Mansion. They've shown early on that they are not. Yeah. These women aren't the best parents yeah uh, they're not know. attentive uh, no. for no, sure no. and then yeah like he's talking to them and you're just like does this happen like every day <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like how often does he come back because then they just turn pick up the remote they turn off all those tvs interesting choice to keep those tvs like yeah. you know if, you're, if, if this is your mansion maybe get rid of your weird yeah. room um well once again say, how is so. it how is it their mansion like I don't know. what right. sort of New England rules allows like the transference of property through this? It's the hereditary rule through rich witchcraft. Um, and yeah, then they turn know. the remote off. They turn him off, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Um. Okay, I asked a lot of questions throughout this movie. Are there other questions that I didn't that you guys didn't get to ask? Um. The one I had from my couchmate was just how old we were when we watched this movie. I obviously thought I'd watched it, but hadn't. Oh. So that answers mine. And I think I know. 41. 41. So none of us had watched as children, which I, I think is what Nora was getting at, like thinking that we had all watched this as kids and we none of us had. No, um, I I wouldn't have. We could ask, I'd be interested to know how old Jesse S was. Yeah. Yeah. Probably younger, I would think. I don't know. Seems like it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine this movie being on television. I don't know how you'd be so bleeped out. It would be so, (laughs) yeah. Like maybe I've never, I don't know. Um, Okay. How about Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Let's start with Bummers. My bummer is going to be Cher's daughter. Um, It looked like she was just trying to be a normal teenager in 1987 and do a little studying, but it turns out she's being forced into servitude, um, watching all of these children. Then her mom like moves her into a mansion away from all she's known. And again, she's just forced to be a nanny to all of Michelle Pfeiffer's children. And I don't think that that's fair. And now she has this like weird new stepdad who's a devil. And I feel like the other kids are like younger. So like maybe they didn't remember as much. But this girl's definitely going to remember this experience in her life. Mm-hmm. And where were they when this was all happening? Um, in the East yeah. Wing? Yeah. So I I feel like that's my bummer. I uh, we, we Oh, sorry. We, we talked a lot about my bummers. I mean, like my bummer is like Felicia, like honestly. And like uh, that they all need a man. And, all, you know, we talked about a lot of bummers. So the bummer that we didn't talk about that I have written down is that like um, the part of the voodoo situation where he's like being driven by his own car and like almost like dragged by it and he almost <laughs> hits this cyclist too <laughs> oh, he knows that there's a cyclist that's like bail out of the way over yes it's like this is like i don't yes, know like it's super that. violent and creepy and um wreaking havoc on the town you just kind of like wonder they don't really focus on the amount of other people that get like hurt in this like teen witch style voodoo situation so yeah bummer uh, my 
bummer is going to be the the plight of Fidel. Um, mm. You know, generally seems like a nice butler and yeah, forced to work for the devil. He goes on a shopping trip and just gets left, I assume, like 40 miles from the mansion and has to trudge back the whole way with yeah. armfuls of groceries. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just imagine in like a rainstorm coming up and he's just Charlie Brown in it back to the mansion <laughs> and no one cares. No one, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. How about Dummers? I have my Dummer. Um, I mean, speaking of Felicia, who I just is my favorite character in this film. Yeah. Um, if you're Richard Jenkins and you think she's like nuts and dangerous, Maybe you don't have an open fire in your home at yeah. that time. That was sure. like, I don't think that was like a good move. Like, I just started thinking like, huh, having a fire that like one doesn't even have like a screen in front of it isn't a great idea for now. Like, I'd say like, skip the fire tonight. <laughs> yeah. My dumber was just, we talked about a little bit, the uh, real estate law of how <laughs> they got this house. Because they can't even do a paternity test to just say, oh, because yeah. the man disappeared, you know, through voodoo. Yeah. So it's just what lawyers coming in and being like, yeah, you guys can stay. Cause obviously the town wants them to restore the wetlands and now yeah. they're, they're not. Yeah. Well, I think um, my dumber is going to be like the women fighting. I just, mm, yeah. especially yes. at the beginning when they are all like yes. falling for him, it's just so awful. Like they dreamed this up. It's their idea. Like they should be able to control this. And if they want to be in this relationship, that's fine. But like the fact that they're like jealous and fighting over him Unpleasant. and like not using their bodies and their own things and like, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's, it's so dumb and clearly like some of somebody else's perspective. Um, so not a man. Uh, yeah, I meant a man's. <laughs> you look not, at me, Bridget. Yeah, it's your perspective, <laughs> Philip. <laughs> um, how about Hummers? Um, speaking speaking of ahead. Fidel... I really liked the line when Cher runs back into the house to try to convince Jack Nicholson to like leave Michelle Pfeiffer alone. She <laughs> runs past him and she's like, just back off, Fidel. <laughs> I thought that was like so funny. And like, I loved her performance too. I just think yeah. I thought her yeah. performance was so good. And I think I wanted more of that. Yeah. Like there was some comedy yeah. to this film. A little bit. But they didn't. I, I, I really expected this film to lean in more to it. But yeah. that was like, oh my god, yes, please be like weirdly casual with Fidel. <laughs> it's not my Hummer, but I do like that Fidel kind of got to like stay with the family. Yeah, he's raising like, the children. Isn't he to like raise the devil's the assistant? Yeah. Right, like does yeah. he just evaporate back to hell as well, or is he a real person maybe, too? Maybe he got like a spell put on him, like right at the airport, or who knows? I think I blinked and missed this, but like, was Jack Nicholson talking about Fidel, like his penis size earlier on in the movie too? Like he was describing. Uh, yeah, him. I think he said he had a really big schlong. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my Hummer will be just the picturesque New England town that this took place mm. in. Mm -hmm. I didn't really enjoy that. I love these houses along the water. I loved the scene where Susan Sarandon was serving tea to, not the scene so much, but the environment where she was serving tea mm -hmm. to Jack Nicholson on like her porch and the wind was blowing and you could see the water. I was like, that's a really pretty place to live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, now they're like locked in a mansion <laughs> that has no windows apparently. So I know. It's an indoor pool that I bet just smells bad. 
I thought that too. Did you yeah. think it too? And now it's just got like cherry pits floating in it all day long. Oh, Fidel's yeah. like <laughs> scooping them out. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Bleach that pool. Yeah. Um, mine, we touched on it a little bit, is going to be just when they're doing all of their voodoo and they really don't know that it worked. And I just love this whole idea of them doing feathers, doing this. And I, I love the alternate tr- timeline where it didn't work and they've just made this huge weird mess and he comes home and it's just like what were you gals doing and just the picture of them cleaning and then i don't know he could have gotten in a car accident never comes back but they're having this whole like one act play of just what should they do and little rituals and yeah it it could have not worked or just not yeah it It tickled me a little bit Um, okay. Should we talk about our outfits? Let's talk about about our outfits. Uh, I'm going to be quick and just talk about Bridget, just one piece of your outfit that I've been fascinated by, which is that swim cap that you have on your head that Jack Nicholson was wearing in that pool with the stripes down the side. It's (laughs) not quite for water polo. It's not quite for swimming. Thank you. It's just there. And I I appreciate it. It's not waterproof either. Um, My hair's getting wet. (laughs) (laughs) It's for fashion. Speaking of heads, Philip, let me talk about your head, which has a tiny, teeny, dirty ponytail coming (laughs) out of the Oh, man. Yes. It's barely being held in, but with the grease that's holding it together. And then speaking of other heads, your shirt says... (laughs) um it's got a fidel on it and he's got that like long robe on it and it's kind of i'm not gonna it's a little bit of a um risque shirt um and fidel (laughs) says um fidel has a a bubble that says uh eastwick and then his penis is erect under the thing pointing to the east Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in europe they're a little bit looser with these like social well, yeah it's like we learned it's the netherlands says 12 can watch. no i know yeah, exactly. you're now that you're living in europe you just have like yours is much more free you know with what you think so <laughs> Uh, um, Katie, uh, because I know you love nature, you obviously have been donating to the By Felicia Nature Preserve, <laughs> and it just has a scree- <laughs> screaming face of uh, Felicia saying, save the egrets. And uh, on the back, it has a quote from uh, Jack Nicholson's diatribe, which is, uh, when God makes the mistake, we call it nature. Oh, and, God. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I did you guys notice how he said I I'm I'm surprised no one had a shirt that made the pun of like egret versus egret with Game of Thrones because like Jack, oh. Jack Nicholson kept on pronouncing it egrets. <laughs> you have regrets. J- just a bunch yeah. of redheads out in the field. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Totally. Have you seen any egrets? Anyway. <laughs> Um, well, it's time to talk about whether this movie is for real. And since I chose it, I'll go first. Um, my 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 level of wait, what? Um, I still feel that way. There's so much in this movie. There's so much to unpack. There's so much to talk about. I do think this is a Halloween movie. I mean, it's definitely scary and it's definitely yeah. supernatural. And I, I don't know if it's ever talked about in the Halloween canon. It's not quite a ter- terrifying horror movie and it's not quite like a 
comedy romp. Um, it has this amazing cast who are just like, there are moments in it, like you said, Katie, that like I really enjoyed of like comedy or you see like, I mean, I love Cher. I love Cher. I love Cher doing anything, frankly. But I can't say that this movie is for real. I'm sorry, Jesse. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't. I, I want to somewhere, but I can't. It just, it's so absurd but not absurd enough mm -hmm. and it's scary but it's not scary enough and i think it's like completely not helpful to women and um <laughs> what a bummer yeah so i'm gonna say it's not for real i mean i'm just like echoing the same exact sentiment i think as i was watching this um so i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's not for real as well like as I was watching, I was wondering what you all would think because I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. Like, <laughs> you know, you're just watching it. You're like, huh? And it was kind of too long. Yet we they yet it felt like it had parts left out. So that's odd. Um. Uh. And I mean, I think the big things were the things we've talked about. Of like, I really didn't like the women infighting. Like, it just. Ugh, I don't know. I would have wanted to see more of the women. All Jack Nicholson's performance is impressive, but I it didn't do it for like, I didn't like watching it. Um, so yeah, I thought people did well with act. I mean, like, you know, justice for Felicia, she was incredible. <laughs> Some of these performances were so good. And I, I love the part where like Cher and Michelle Pfeiffer are riding bikes together. I loved the cozy, like Thursdays, like, you know, like I wanted to see a little more of that. Um, so yeah, I'll just echo what you said. Sorry. And I'm really sorry to Jesse S too. Like, yeah, uh, but not for real. You'll forgive us. <laughs> well, as the man, I'm Ooh. going to, uh, no, th this movie had a lot, going against it for me like i hate body horror movies and just mm, like the puking yeah. and all that didn't do it for yeah. me um as i said i'm not a fan of just sort of like john updike's sort of version of talking about gender roles and stuff like that and there was mm. it was it was just like a layer of it underneath um once again what i don't know what mood i would say you need to be in to watch this movie so i would have a hard time being like oh if you want like a a scary thing watch this or if, you know right yeah I don't know, if, if you want to like be scared watch the omen if you want to have something funnier i i don't know there's just better things out there juice. for all of those yeah. different things um once again sorry jesse uh <laughs> he won't listen this far no yeah jesse, he's already like <laughs> slam, slam this off um so yeah for me it, it it's gonna be um not for real yeah I mean, I will say I didn't, I think it's frustrating because I think why, why probably this isn't, uh, didn't get like, um, why this isn't on TV all the time is probably the sex stuff. And that's fine. Like the sex stuff is great. Like lean into that. Like I appreciated that it was probably like pseudo groundbreaking at the time. Like Jack Nicholson saying like pussy after lunch and a good fuck and dick and schlong and great. But like, that's not the reason I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, it, it's weird. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say um, there's another like if this had been like 80 percent, the three women and 20 percent Jack Nicholson, I think it would have been a much better movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. All right. This song was stuck in my head the entire time I was watching uh, this movie. And you may not. Wait, it 
was like, ever since they were playing that song, I was just thinking about the Looney Tunes commercial from the 90s. Oh, I know that, that song. I, yeah. And they played it over and over and over. Oh, yes. And over and I know again. all, like, when you started playing that, I realized I know yeah. all the words. Of that I know song. all the words to it, too. And it's stuck in my head. I do not know it, yeah. Oh. Go watch it. It's a very good okay. commercial from the 90s. Uh, well, thank you, Jesse S. For yes, thank you. Your spooky inspiration. We're sorry. Please keep sorry, on recommending and showing yes. films. <laughs> <laughs> and happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo. <laughs> In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.